Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I'm your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, burning it down from both ends. We decided we'd take the first year of our podcast and discuss the COVID-19 pandemic, how it affects our lives, how it affects your lives, and how it just keeps on trucking. Yep, it sure <laughs> does. So how have you been? Uh, fine. Like, insanely busy, but what's new? The grind is real when you're, when the world is halted and there's, like, no opportunity for, like, true growth. So you just have to grind to, like, make ends meet until things open up and more opportunities are available. So. Yeah. It just is what it is, you know? It is. Grinding. What about you? Uh, about the same. Uh, we're in the middle of a big snowstorm, so you'll probably, you might hear some wind and stuff. Because my fireplace is right there, and when the wind blows over it, yeah, comes right in. doesn't come right in, but you can hear it. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, color, Denver's in a huge snowstorm right this moment, so that's fun. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything burning in your fireplace? Not yet, no. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> it seems like a perfect opportunity to burn things in your fireplace i mean i got wood and stuff i just haven't thought to actually make the fire yeah blizzard is seems like the good time to do it i don't know <laughs> i'm waiting just in case because dallas made me nervous or actually all of texas made me nervous like I might want to save it in case i lose full-on power that's true Probably won't happen. Colorado's got a pretty good infrastructure specifically yeah, I was say, for snow. Colorado's got a great infrastructure, <laughs> so I can't. It's not like Texas where they're like, we didn't sign up for this. It's like in Denver, you're like, yeah, yeah, we kind of signed up for this. Yeah. <laughs> Although some people pretend they didn't sign up for it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> at least lately, <laughs> the the Colorado weather like variability um is quite unpredictable so you yeah. could plausibly go through your winter without any massive blizzard that is true but i guarantee right now somewhere in colorado probably even somewhere in denver someone's trying to drive their rear rear wheel drive sports car through this somewhere that's true that's definitely <laughs> happening and i don't think that that's Denver's fault. <laughs> no, it's not Denver's fault. But there are people that just like don't think about that at all. Like, no, you can't. Your motor, your motorcycle can't be your only mode of transportation. Here. Yeah, the the transplants to Denver have a lot of learning to do every year. Every year. Anywho's it. Let's jump into it. So, how's the Greater Virginia area doing? Uh, not great this week. Uh, things are going up a little bit. So we are at 594,735 cases, which is up about 13,000 from last week, or at least the last time we recorded. So a little over a week. Um, hospitalizations were at 25,297, and that's up 883 from the previous week. And we have uh, passed the 10,000 death 
threshold in Virginia. We have lost 10,019 people in this state. Um, and we have 43 children with multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's it's uh, the numbers are, are climbing a bit after some dropping, um, which makes sense because the weather's been really nice lately. I can see why you might want to go, you know, go lumping through the woods with friends. Yeah. But don't yet. Um, <laughs> there, we have uh, 20%, so one in five of the population has uh, received at least their first dose. And our positivity rate is 5.5%. So not crazy good but also not crazy bad and the yeah. vaccination effort is going so all right we're getting there slowly yeah i mean it's something um in m- major major yeah all right major news um <laughs> the president president biden announced that all adults like regardless of what section you fall into for vaccinations all adults will be able to start receiving their vaccinations no later than May 1st so that's awesome news uh, mm-hmm. soon we'll be able to get rid of the whole are you in group 1A or 1B or 2B or whatever and just be like are you an adult here have a shot yeah so that, Do you want a shot? Here's a shot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically um, a major step in the right direction, which is really good. So hopefully we can get some people, get a lot of people vaccinated so that we can be around everyone again. Yeah, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's going on in Colorado? So, uh, yeah, we're also not doing great again for some reason, but we're at uh, 442,753 cases, which is at uh, two, th- or sorry, it's a 20,000 week to week increase, which is pretty big. Um, 2,000, sorry, 24,185 hospitalizations, which is up uh, 1,000, about on par. And 6,072 deaths, which is up 112 week to week. Again, sort of on par, but a little on the high end. Mm -hmm. Our positivity rate is up a little bit at 3.6%. But 724,443 people have been fully vaccinated against the virus. Oh, wow. Fully vaccinated. That's awesome. Yep. So... We're moving along there. Uh, my dad got his first shot. Uh, my mom's trying to find a way to get her first shot. And so, yeah, we're moving along. Okay. Do they not fall into the same group of... Um, so my dad's uh, is immune compromised. Okay. So he gets boosted up a bit more. He was able to get it more. sooner. Yeah. Got it. That's awesome. Let's start... But getting them <laughs> start getting needles in arms <laughs> and start throwing people at pharmacies like go get your shot go get it now I uh, want to live a normal life <laughs> <laughs> the one bit of news i got is uh along with biden also la- this last friday he signed in the newest relief act 
Um, it's got a bunch of crazy stuff. We talked about it before, um, but you will get your $1,400 soon. Yay. It's hard mm-hmm. to be excited, though. Like It is. <laughs> it's I, I'm so past needing $1,400. It's like, yeah. thanks for this little band-aid to go on this deluge of a leak. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't get it though. You're supposed to be able to retire on that. That's what that one senator said. I don't remember his Jesus exact name, Christ. but uh, if we I give four, just, yeah. if we so give people fourteen hundred dollars, they won't go back to work. <laughs> fourteen. <laughs> that is insane. Like, are we ants? Like, are we... I? I mean, I would imagine that an ant can retire on fourteen hundred dollars yeah <laughs> like one dollar cheese is a lot of food for an ant it is so maybe maybe that <laughs> senator is just an alien and is confused about the human species i mean that's that's all senators that's true <laughs> yeah gosh how ridiculous is that but yes i am happy that it's coming but again it's like cool i'm so fucked anyway (laughs) right thanks (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah it's it's something i guess but hopefully you know there seems to be a light at the tunnel as we talk about more of the vaccinations right yeah that's um, hopeful just i don't know getting out of this thing would it would be really really great (laughs) yeah be really great So what's new in Luna's world these days? Um, well, I will be getting my vaccination. I'm signed up tomorrow. Tomorrow I will be getting my first shot Oot. of Moderna. And then I'll be getting my second shot later. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's was three weeks they gave him to go yeah, back. Yeah, they scheduled so. my second one. I just don't remember when it is, but. Yeah, it's a, both of my things are scheduled, so it, I had to like. Be, it's because I work with kids. Like we checked with the Virginia Department of Health, and we were like, "Well, we're not a school, but we work with K through twelve every day." And they were like, "Oh yeah, you qualify." And I was like, "Sweet." So <laughs> then I was like, "All right, I'm gonna try to sign up for this thing," and it was like, kind of like getting a Dragon Con hotel room. where you just kind of hit the button and pray (laughs) right (laughs) and uh there were a couple times when it was like because i would put in different zip codes because i'm willing to drive you know Mm -hmm. and uh and i put in a zip code and it was like yeah here's one but it was like an hour and a half away (laughs) i was like i don't you can't do that (laughs) so i had to like go back and be like no and then i like hit it again that one was immediately gone and then again i was like refreshing it and finally one came up and i was like yeah so i got it yep and moderna you so bougie i know (laughs) and like i'm gonna we'll see how my superpowers unfold yeah (laughs) i mean we tried it with the gallbladder thing and i still feel pretty normal maybe like the gall whatever they did with the gallbladder will be activated by this shot there you go and then I will be a superhero or a supervillain. You don't know. Yeah, this is true. 
Just hopefully you don't get stuck with Cypher's powers, the worst X-Men ever. Whose powers? Cypher. What is Cypher's powers again? He can read any language. Oh, that's cool. I like that one. <laughs> I would totally what? do that. That is like <laughs> such a great low-key superpower for like a realistic world. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no one's going to get the ability to fly or whatever, but read any language. Can he understand spoken language as well? Yes. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Can he also speak any language? I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he just understands everything. Yes. That'd be amazing. I would spend <laughs> so much time in, like, old-ass books. <laughs> like, reading old, old, old-ass shit to just, like, understand what they were saying. and Or, like, go to museums and like read the shit on the walls that they found and whatever and it'll be like bob stole my sandwich <laughs> people are like wow look at this amazing art like that would be awesome but it doesn't really i guess it could you could monetize it so yeah i'm down it'd be that, that's a harder one to like save people with though saving people shmaving people <laughs> just give me a superpower at go. this point that i can monetize so that i can live comfortably thank you <laughs> oh yeah no if you uh not to get too sidetracked but if you got that you can get one of the highest paying jobs uh in the world which is a translator haha the only bad thing about translators is that you have to interact with humans so you would have to do that but if you'd like send me stuff, I can translate it to you for you and send it back to you. And then you send me the money and it's great. <laughs> All right. Let's line this shit up. I'll let you guys know uh, when my superpowers take hold. All right. We'll keep an eye on that. <laughs> What's going on in your world? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I took a random day off of work just to have a day off. So Hey. I spent the day uh, eating cereal and watching Scrubs. So. Oh, Scrubs. Great show. That was fun. It, it was, but as I'm watching it, I mean, it didn't ruin it. It's still fun. But JD's an awful person the more I'm watching it. Oh, yeah. He's not like, great. Like, as a human. Yeah. No, he makes terrible choices all, see, all, like, all show long. And he also, like, you know, he dives into way too many really bad black stereotypes a lot. That seems to go be a go-to for him. JD. JD, oh yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but again, like, that was written in another time. Yeah. So it's they're not to necessarily it through today's through today's lens. Yeah, and I wouldn't you know? necessarily call it racist, but it's like it's not great. And he gets called on it at times too, because you know Turk lets him do those yeah, things that, but then and in those cases that is the point yeah like in the show through the show's storytelling that's the point that was their way of being like this isn't cool stop doing this yeah um <laughs> to the viewer but so. uh but yeah but yeah he does make just terrible choices he's very self-centered yeah jd and... was always not a great person yeah <laughs> ever but like Which i just started really re only now realizing <laughs> I haven't watched so many like I used to just sort of watch them whenever I'd see it on TV and not really like go out oh, in the way this is the okay. first time I'm like sit down like have Hulu on and just let it go through seasons 
Gotcha. I, yeah, I've definitely watched it through probably at least three times. I really like that show. But yes, yeah. it's definitely dated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when they had the, the episode with the guy. I don't even remember his name, but it was one of the like winners of American Idol. And I was like, oh, yeah, what happened to that guy? <laughs> there are a lot of cameos in that show that, oh, my, so many people would never know. Yeah. Like so many Gen Z and normal humans of today would never understand. <laughs> Just us weirdo old people. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was my Friday, just sort of doing that. Um, and yeah, because of prepping for the snow and getting ready for the snow, really haven't done much, but working and existing. Cool. <laughs> so uh, let's move on and let's talk. Uh, what are we talking about this week? Uh, So as we're recording this, we are starting to see the anniversary of state lockdowns turn up. Uh, About one year ago, some major early markers of the pandemic were hitting, uh, like the NBA shutting down a game and postponing their entire season seconds before tip-off. To me, that was like a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, And like within a matter of weeks, one year ago, it just felt like everything was screeching to a halt. In Virginia, our state lockdown was the 16th i believe um other states were earlier other states were later but it, it's it's all about around now yeah a year ago and since we don't only talk about the pandemic on the show it's important to mention that one year ago brianna taylor was killed in her home by police as a result of a no-knock warrant at the wrong address um and the public response and viral news that came out of that murder and the murder of Ahmad Arbery in Georgia, along with many, many, many uh, murdered black people um, prior, uh, like all of that lit the kindling for what turned into the 2020 BLM protests at the after the murder of George Floyd. So, yeah, it's just a weird, sad anniversary. It is. <laughs> So yeah, um, on March 11th, 2020 is when the World Health Organization first declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. Oh, wow. Interesting. We are are right there. It's been a year, and it's kind of weird to think back and where we were at and where we're at now and what's the same, what's different, um, to kind of put it in context u.s at that time had 31 total deaths from covid on march 11th 31 31 and we are currently at 534,000. oh my gosh that makes me so mad because that (laughs) number did not have to be that high did not how disgusting and there's a lot of really good articles you can find. Um, I found a few where, yeah, they talk about now we're long enough, you know, we're far enough past we can start dissecting the timeline and things that happened. And um, a lot of them point to misinformation being the biggest contributor to where we're at now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oof, according to... Uh, my my human uh, 
uh, Majendori, I really butchered that, I'm sure, <laughs> who's a uh, PhD and epidemiologist. Yeah, um, misinformation has been a has been practically challenged or particularly challenging during the pandemic, due in part to the notoriety and reach of individuals spreading it. Mm. Basically, there's always been crazy people saying, you know, don't get vaccinated. This isn't. This is all a lie. We're all part of a a construct that's in a computer, and this is just a simulation. But they're all crazies, and you just go, oh, they're just crazy. But yeah, nah. it's yeah, it's different when it's like, you know, Sean from high school. Yeah, <laughs> whose social circle is like fourteen people. Exactly, and then you know, but now in this in last year, it was a lot of public. Um, high-ranking officials saying it, including our president, including the prime minister of Great Britain, including no. <laughs> like a lot of high-up high, high up people just saying, this isn't real, we don't have to worry about it, I'm not stopping to shake hands, I'm not wearing a mask. That's such a strange thing. Like, I've been thinking about the, like, conservative parties worldwide. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is the benefit of you acting this way? Like, what cause does it further for you? For you to look stupid? Because it's very good at that. <laughs> it was so confusing. I'm just like, I don't get it. <laughs> Why are you doing this? It's, it's people that really don't want to have or see change. Even minor little changes, if they ever have to possibly think differently about their own little world and worldview i think i mentioned it last week people will pay a lot of money and pay attention to anyone that promises that you you're fine as you are right now and you don't have to think mm-hmm. or change different change anything you can just mm-hmm. and that's why you know side tangent not exactly about the pandemic but <laughs> why you know we see you know spikes in sales for dr seuss books when uh you know the seuss family decided to cancel those books and they're six books that no one ever has or read and you know the mr potato head debacle which wasn't even getting rid of the mrs potato head when you looked into it Mm -mm. they just rebranded the company as potato head and there's just subsets that are mr and miss and but that's it's it starts controversies and people will spend money so their whole little world, you know, will stay the same. I can't change anything. And so weird. It is because you'd think, you know, I don't know. I like to learn new things. I, you know, if I yeah, did something, yeah, progress. So yeah. like, if you want to, and like, you can't keep things the same. Like. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you can't stop yourself from aging. You can't stop yourself from learning. Like, what? what is the end game here? Do you want to just be a stasis pod human? Right. It doesn't make sense. Is, like, every, is everything in your world so absolutely perfect right at this moment you never want to change? There's nothing in your life that you'd want better? Because there's always something I could change right. or do better. Yeah, and maybe it's that they're just really good at selling that the stuff that could be better is only bad because of brown people. Yeah. Or 
gay people or, or whatever. trans people yeah yeah these people are coming to make you they're gonna ta- come take your penis <laughs> someone out there probably believes that too <laughs> oh yeah they're or going you... out there and they're just taking people off the street stealing their penis and sticking it on <laughs> actually doesn't sound like a bad idea i'm not trans but i mean i'd rock a dick so i mean it's fun sometimes <laughs> I, yeah i mean i just have commitment issues so i just want a temporary dick <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it's like the people that uh, are afraid are that are sold that the only thing stopping rapists in bathrooms is a little plastic sign that says women only and that's keeping all the rapists at bay. And as soon as that goes down, just everyone's yeah. going to get raped in the bathroom all the time. It's bizarre. <laughs> it really is. I don't I don't understand, like, that whole school of thought. I've just been trying and trying to, under, and especially in the U.S., that, like, conservatives, it was supposed to mean that you wanted to conserve the, con- the or not conserve, but you wanted the keep the constitution like stay true to the constitution Mm -hmm. but like what how is that what we're seeing today (laughs) it's very confusing anyway it's very weird anyway so back on to the pandemic in a year later (laughs) so yeah um we had all the sports shut down and one thing i kind of was an interesting look at the timeline is everything that we ran out of at random times all the weird shortages Mm -hmm. um because right now on my facebook memories it's all me searching for stuff in grocery stores and it was when (laughs) everyone had that little panic when you went to a grocery store and there's just like nothing there and you're like do i need to buy extra stuff because i don't know what's still around the supply chain Ah. (laughs) yeah And so the first big one, of course, was the toilet paper shortage of 2020. Oh, yeah, that was a big deal. (laughs) Which I still feel, like, protective of my toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) That might be, like, a PTSD thing people from our generation will just always have. Or there's always just a closet full of toilet paper just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be that generation. Oh, yeah. Um, but that started, uh, people have been able to kind of dissect that and figure out where it came from. It's kind of interesting. So it started in Australia and someone got the word out somewhere, again, misinformation that they got their toilet paper from China and that if they had this virus, they're not going to get their toilet paper. Thing is toilet paper is so inexpensive. It's always made locally because it would be more expensive to import it than it would just make it yourself. Um, okay yeah that (laughs) that tracks (laughs) so that was never an issue but the thing with toilet paper is and me working at target when i uh my target i worked at had the grocery store part too is you can't keep toilet paper stocked because it's massive Mm. it takes up giant footholds and so when one person buys two you know 56 pack of toilet paper then that shelf is like completely empty and everyone's like, they're running out of toilet paper. When it's really, it's like, we just can't keep it on the shelf because there's not that much shelf space for it. Right, yeah. And that builds into like what I mentioned before where you see an empty shelf and you're like, 
and you get that little internal panic and that builds on. So you buy more and then the next person panics even more and it just builds on and builds on until you can't get toilet paper. No, you cannot. Wow. (laughs) That's really interesting. It's yeah. I definitely remember like being in text group texts of like, there's toilet paper at the Kroger's on blah, blah, blah. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I... like our local watering hole here would offer like for anyone that is truly out of toilet paper and just really needs help. Like they had like single rolls available, of like the super cheap <laughs> stuff, like single ply, like, you know, cause it's a bar. Yeah. But bars were closed. <laughs> so they were like, we have toilet paper. If you need it, just let us know. We'll go down to the bar and give you some. <laughs> it's, like, it's like mutual aid toilet paper. It was really sweet. Right. <laughs> that is nice. Yeah, I didn't. Luckily, I didn't really have any issues finding that. But I did have at the same time all the texts from my parents and a few friends of like, "How are you stocked on food? How long do you think it can last?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, about two weeks. I was never really totally worried about. Yeah, I I just, I remember getting, like, a bunch of non-perishables, and I I still have some of it now, like, for any, I just keep a backup amount of non-perishable food for if anything hits the fan. Yeah, and actually some of that's coming in handy. Some of the stuff that I did, I did bought the same, and uh, with the snow, I wasn't totally unprepared, but I'm also like, well, now I got soup. So I got soup if I need it. Yeah, it's kind of nice to have that, like, tiny security blanket. But, yeah, for of... you and... Oh, God. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, I was just a little security blanket of non-perishable yeah. cans of food. But, yeah, for you and me, it's hard to uh, be hoarders. Because we're yeah. in apartments. Like, where do I keep my 10,000 rolls of toilet paper? You literally would need to not have a couch anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Which was my message to a lot of people. It's like, yeah, I can buy a few extra things and keep a few things around. But I'm like, I can't like stock up a month's worth of food. I literally have no place for that. Right. I don't even have a pantry. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's nowhere for me to keep a lot of stuff. So it's going to be a small amount. And like. I like that this has kind of given those of us in the boat of like, like, I don't want to say all millennials, but millennials like us that like live by ourselves, you know, unmarried, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, we didn't have a security blanket of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this forced us to start thinking in that way. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I rarely like, save oh. money, but now I'm like, I'm going to save that money. I'm going to save this money. Yeah, I was always... Well, yeah, and for me, it's not that. It's just, like, other people were like, yeah, we already have, like, this, a bunch of non-perishable items for whatever. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you do? Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I totally do. <laughs> Absolutely. No way. No, I've been living, like paycheck to paycheck yeah forever (laughs) (laughs) no i don't have some non-perishable stuff but now i do there you go so uh there was also a technology shortage if you didn't know and some of that's still going on now 
um, because we get a lot of that from China, and there was a lot of not being able to get it in kind of things. Um, my buddy Doug ordered a uh, podcasting kit from uh, Sweetwater, and it took like four months to come in because they didn't. Oh dang! They didn't have the mixer. They didn't have the microphone. They like. And right Interesting. Na- and right now you cannot get a graphics card, and that's still a thing that happened. Whoa! I had no idea. Um, I think everyone decided they're gonna either start a podcast in Doug's case, or that sounds right. Um, build computers or mess with computers, or they need to upgrade their home one to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. So I think it just uh, pushed a lot of a lot of those outages or shortages. On top of yeah. the uh, panic work from home shortages, which probably happened, I'd say May ish where everyone kind of realized they're going to be working from home. So now I need desks. I need chairs. I need, you know, yes. infrastructure. Yeah, office yep. mm-hmm. yeah, you're totally right. Routers. Yep. For people were looking for routers a lot for a moment. Yeah, I didn't think about the technology shortage other than like the Nintendo Switch oh yeah it was impossible to get yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think that was a little different and then later in the year the playstation 5 became unable to get yeah and it's still impossible to get yep Um, Uh, but yeah that's really that's cool and i didn't think about that one weird weird trip down memory lane yeah did you know there's also a outdoor furniture shortage in june really (laughs) yeah Apparently everyone's like, well, we can't meet inside, so I'll make my outside where we can meet safe. And apparently that became a thing. Like, I have two chairs out on my patio. That's all I ever use. But (laughs) (laughs) apparently that was a shortage. I have this weird relationship with outdoor furniture because it is so freaking expensive. Yep. And I don't know why. It's like, it is... A chair that sits outside. Why is it this expensive? Just a tiny table that yeah. is outside for my little plants. And they're like, we would like $50 for that. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> my only thinking is that it's furniture for people that that had the means to have extra furniture that you just put outside. Right? Yeah, must be something. And I'm like, look, I just want my plants to not be on the ground. Is that cool? <laughs> god damn <laughs> although in a normal year i will give you a tip on that is oh, yeah? do you have big lots out there or anything mm-hmm. like that go in like i don't know like august like late summer and they get all this shit that target's getting rid of because they're switching to their fall lineup oh. and you get some real cheap stuff that's awesome good to know thank you <laughs> you heard it here folks <laughs> Yeah, I got to... Goth and the Sloth podcast, saving you money. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I got my <laughs> chairs for my outside for like, I don't know, 20 bucks each? Oh, that's not bad. And they're all full weather and generally comfortable and yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, there you go. Speaking of weird shortages, though, there was a gym uh, shortage or gym like stuff shortage for home gyms oh, in yeah. August. I remember that because I wanted to get two three-pound weights. Yeah. That was it. Two (laughs) three-pound weights. Nowhere to be found. Nope. (laughs) 
I ended up getting it at a five below and that was the only place and I saw like two of them and they were the same color and I was like boom I like grabbed them (laughs) and yeah is there's no there was nothing anywhere yeah that's so funny so yeah it's kind of weird to see like the human interaction of what went away as we went like Mm -hmm. it was the initial like oh we're not going to get anything so let's hoard food and the necessities Mm-hmm. Then it became like, you know, once everyone's offices extended their work from home, like, oh, I actually need to set up to work from home and not just be on a table or on the couch. So mm-hmm. then all the office supplies, then all the everyone's bored because remember the pandemic was fun at first. Do you kind of remember that? Kinda. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrifying, but fun. Uh, and so all the hobby stuff started having shortages because everyone's like, oh, well, now I'm going to start, you know, knitting or now I'm going to take up baking. Yeah, yeah the, the whole baking thing was massive for a while. Massive, yes. And then, you know, as summer scrolled around, then everyone bought, you know, outdoor furniture so you can still hang out with people outdoors and be a bit more safe. And then I'm assuming August was just like, I guess we're not going to be able to go back to gyms anytime soon. So I guess I'm going to set up my home gym. Oh, my interpretation of that was like, like, this is temporary. This is temporary. This is temporary. And then realizing this is not not temporary. temporary. And I've been eating and working at home very close to my fridge for many months. I don't like the shape I am. So I guess I'm going to work out at home. Yeah. But yeah, it's I I got that. I <laughs> I'm going back on my uh, very stringent Nutrisystem diet pretty soon here. I signed back up for them. Oh, did you sign back so... up? You've been cooking so well. Yeah, but uh kind of stalled on a lot of the weight loss and I'm not sure uh... what it is yet, so I figured I'd shake it up and sure. do, do that for a bit and then try and get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you remember besides, you know, like Tiger King got big be- only, I think only because of the pandemic. Cause yeah. I, I honestly don't think as many people would have watched that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, not really. Like it was just, you you covered a lot of interesting moments, like markers in the pandemic over the year. I feel like. Other than certain, you know, pop culture things popping in and out just mm-hmm. because everybody's at home and people are kind of glued to social media. Yeah. I mean, TikTok got huge in the last year. Oh, yeah. It, it was already huge and then it got way huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bands actually were discussing getting on TikTok and doing TikToks. Yeah, TikTok is... massive now and and planting like yep doing any sort of gardening uh planting in in containers in your in small spaces or in apartments or even you know if you do have a garden like that's grown i'm part of a local gardening group on facebook that they they said that like they had a couple hundred people this time last year and now they have like over two (laughs) thousand <laughs> it's like grown massively. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's just people picking up some skills. Well, and I over, also think over the year. 
I think there's a lot of people that use their house as utilitarian. It's like, this is where I have my stuff when I'm not out doing things. Yeah. And when that mm-hmm. disappeared, people began to really appreciate and develop their house for living mm-hmm. in. Don't totally. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I'm not one of those because yeah. I spend most of my time indoors. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, I do too. But I, I still viewed my apartment as not something to invest in. Yeah. Because it's not, it's temporary. It's not my house. Yeah. Like, I don't own this place. Like I'm not gonna spend a ton of money getting this place like super comfortable. But then this happened, and I was like, well, maybe it is worth it because. <laughs> Since I'm not going to be doing anything else, um, and who knows when I'll be able to move again. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, no, my, uh, be... yeah, my lease was up, or it's going to be up soon here. It's like the time where I need to tell them if I'm going to stay or go. And right, it's like, right. well, moving during a pandemic doesn't sound fun fun and then not moving ever and then yeah moving ever and then yeah just uh not really pandemic related but everywhere around me is the best i could find is a lateral move and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna drop the money to to, the down deposit rent the truck you know to go through the annoyance of moving for generally the same kind of space (laughs) well will the other place protect your car maybe no they all pretty much the same parking situation okay well Yep, yep. doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, so, if someone steals your new car, it's going to be guns out, meaning not actual guns. I was thinking my biceps, personally. <laughs> but, if you, you know, you all make your own choices. <laughs> I don't know. If someone stole the new one, they'd have to really want it, because there's a lot you'd have to bypass to get to it. Eh, I mean, I get it, it's, but I'm just it's saying. It's not impossible, but... Who knows? You never know, and you don't want to tempt fate. Exactly. So, um, where speaking, so thinking back on the pandemic this last year and where everything happened, how much has changed, where do you think we'll be at a year from now in March 2022? (laughs) Make some (laughs) predictions. What? Oh, man. I don't have positive ones. (laughs) (laughs) Like,. I don't know. We could be in some sort of pseudo-fascist regime <laughs> leading up to the 2022 elections that year. Like, I don't fucking know. I, I think that, like, a year from now, hopefully, if the new variants don't become so resistant to the vaccine that we need to, like, rethink our lives then I think that we're probably going to be relatively normal. I think that we'll still have, we'll have events and clubs again. People aren't going to want to be close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be fun. I think that festivals will be back on, but again, just different. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think this has changed things forever. I, yeah. I think it some, in some aspects forever, I do think that some of this stuff will go away. Oh Yeah. But in I th- like another five years or something. But I don't see myself riding the train without a mask ever again. You don't see yourself riding the train what? Without a mask ever again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like it's just now it's like such a germ factory already to begin with. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to yeah. wear one now. 
Yeah, and I hope that stays. I, yeah. I do. I hope that stays. I think my thought is that the younger generations are going to act like this never happened. Yeah. And I think that that's why this is going to go back to the way it was. But uh, there will probably be a generational divide where like, <laughs> the quote-unquote old folk are all paranoid and germophobic. And we'll be like, yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> it'll, yeah, it'll be a weird thing for a while. Yeah, to get in like, an area where you're surrounded by people again. Mhm. Yeah. What are what are your predictions? Um I think uh some stuff will go back to normal, but I see some major changes overall. I think we're going to see a giant market dip in office space and people that owns offices. Um we were already moving towards a more work from home world and this essentially kicked us down the road about 5 years <laughs> early. Yeah. <laughs> And so I it think, um, like Denver's already said, they're not building any more office spaces, like for the foreseeable future. Like they don't see any point in building another office building. That's and, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, uh, and I think anything new that's going to be built housing or apartment wise is going to keep that in mind. I think this really kicked that down where it's going to be like, here's where your desk goes, where you work all day. Mm-hmm. in your apartment and things like that and yeah i mean hope i i i hope that is the case but i also hope that it is still in a reasonable like we'll see what what the renting and housing bu- budget or uh, market ends up doing because yeah no it could affect that as well who knows but yeah i i agree i think that that's a really cool possibility for the future um, and I also see masks being more of a regular thing, as you'd see, like, in Japan and stuff. Not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we all we have people that still are angry. But I think some people will just still wear them just to wear mm-hmm. them and to, you know, feel like, you know, it's safer. Or they feel like they're feeling sick and they don't want to get their droplets everywhere. So they're going to wear a mask and... I also yeah. think uh, people that do go into the office, I think there's going to be a much stricter policy in place for people like, don't come in when you're sick, like at all. Like, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so, I don't know. Nice. My hope is that, yeah, this will change how we treat and feel about minor illnesses. Not that COVID is a minor illness, mm-hmm. but like... You know, the the word that's like, oh, it's just the flu. And everyone dies. So many people die of the flu every year. And it's like, yeah, but we can change that now. Like, as you see, our patterns, right. we can fix that. Yeah. That is terrible that that many people die of just the regular flu. So we should probably fix that, too. All right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Totally. A little bit more helpful. <laughs> that's good. But Somebody's got to be. <laughs> Uh, I'm knocking on wood for Dragon Con. I don't know if we'll go exactly, but I feel like that's my uh, pillar of like things are back, is if Dragon Con happens. Yeah. So that makes sense. And the band does have our forms already submitted to be uh, one of the house bands. I don't know if we'll they'll pick nice. us, but yeah, I think uh, yeah. So let let's hope let's cool. hope we have a nice summer. 
yeah. We'll see what the next year holds. So that brings us to our distractions. What have we been distracting ourselves with from the fact that we've been in a pandemic for an entire calendar year? <laughs> um, not terribly much. I've been just, you know, grinding. But I did watch the South Park special, vaccina- vaccination special. Oh, yeah? And that was so delightful. <laughs> so, um... So I'm counting that as my distraction. There you go. <laughs> this week. <laughs> South Park's one of those shows, like, I truly, like, I cannot express how much I appreciate them. Because satire, I've mentioned it before on this show, satire is so important. Mm-hmm. And they are one of the only consistent producers of well-written satire in the U.S., yeah, accurate. Like we have we have late night and stuff that's like kind of satire stuff, but like they can't do it like South Park can do it. Yeah. Like no. They will call everybody on their bullshit. Everybody. Nobody is safe. Oh yeah. No, Matt Park. and Trey are really um what I want to say um they have a very bleak view of the world, which makes their comedy really great because they're able to like they're cynical. They're very cynical. But that's mm-hmm. what makes it the comedy work you need, so well. You need that. Yeah. You need cynicism for satire. Yeah, I don't mean that in a negative way at all, but that's that's why it works so well, is they're two incredibly cynical guys. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so I just, I know that, like, there will inevitably be a time when people are like, why do people even watch a show? And it's like, you can't get rid of all satire. You cannot. <laughs> it's a bad idea. It's true. It's a bad, bad idea. That's what they do in authoritarian <laughs> regimes: <laughs> is that they kill all the people that do satire. You need it to keep you in check, and they certainly do. Oh yeah. And they were like the first to like really make fun of QAnon. Yeah. Like in a show. So uh, they're the first to do that with uh, like everything, but it was kind of nice to see them like call out the media and yeah. Okay, anyway, good stuff. So yeah, that's my distraction. What about you? Uh, a few different things. I went out uh, Friday on my day off to go see Spaceballs at the Alamo Theater. <laughs> so that was fun. I never got to see Spaceballs on the big screen. Yeah. Um. I mean, when it's that big, some of the uh, uh, more dubious effects are even more (laughs) prevalent. (laughs) But that's okay. (laughs) Uh, So I went. That's even better. Right. Like there's a scene, uh, the uh, where they're in the you know the dunes, and it's the always preparing scene. Uh, Prepare to move. You're always preparing. Why are you preparing? Just go. Just go. And he falls over. So yeah, the like hovercraft yeah. they're sitting on, I, I noticed like it's just a car with mirrors wrapped around the bottom of it. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. that's super obvious, like when it's that big. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh, it's really floating, but still, like it's like re- so realistic. <laughs> but yeah, that's such a great movie. And also to see it, there wasn't like a crowd per se, um, but there's mm-hmm. enough people. And it's kind of interesting to see 
because uh, Mel Brooks has like a lot of gags in a row. Like that's how his comedy really works. Because mm-hmm. it's like if one doesn't work, the next one will get you, or the next one. He just fires off like five gags at once. Right. And it's funny to see which ones people pick up, and you can hear like mm-hmm. lap, like smattering laughter on different ones. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, being around people. Right, people, <laughs> weird. Whoa. Um, outside of that, um, I haven't quite started yet, but I did decide I'm gonna go through uh, Brad Pitt's entire filmography. Goddamn. <laughs> it's not a. There's a lot of great films in there, so. There is. It's gonna be a rough start because the first one I couldn't even find anywhere except someone ripped it to YouTube. So <laughs> see. Oh. It's called The Dark Side of the Sun from 1988. Never heard of it. Never. I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm only going to watch his movie, so no shows that he's on. So no terrible episodes of Friends. Or <laughs> <laughs> and he actually has to have lines in him. He can't be unaccredited like, uh, you know, Deadpool 2. But Gotcha. I'm going to, because, yeah, there's a, we had a big old discussion on Twitter about, like, Someone's like, can you name a good movie that's Brad Pitt that's not Fight Club or Seven? And I was like, oh, so many. And then people, all, yeah, so many of them. But then people brought up other ones that I haven't either haven't seen yet or, you know, haven't really seen in a long time. But like True Romance, I've never seen. What? Uh, yeah. Get on that. Uh, a River Runs Through It, I've never seen. I know I saw it, but I don't remember it. So I was like, oh, I'll just go through his whole filmography. Screw it. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> great. It's a good way to spend your time, I think. Oh, yeah. And then um, next Friday, uh, since I'm out of Fast and Furious movies to watch, I'm going to be starting <laughs> uh, Federation Friday. And I'm going to start watching all the Star Trek movies, one every Friday until I get Okay, to- so you'll have a good week every other week. <laughs> Pretty much. Starting with a bad week, because I know Star Trek the motion picture is a it's a rough ride. Yeah, not great. But the second one. Second one's good. <laughs> but yeah, those are great films. I, they're really fun. So. So yeah, I figured huh, I'm done with Fast and the Furious until the new one comes out. So we'll uh, watch some Star Trek. That's great. I like that. So, yeah, let's uh, move on to our most famous segment of the show for everyone that loves to watch us. Like, people come up to us as like, yeah, I don't watch the rest of it, but I do listen to that one part. I was going to say, nobody watches us. <laughs> it's a podcast. Uh, but only in a pandemic. Or major civil unrest. Things that can only happen during a pandemic or major civil unrest. What do you got for us? Um, only in a pandemic can I go for a run and like feel no guilt whatsoever when I like cross the street to get away from people <laughs> and their kids. <laughs> like, like, goodbye. There's no bad feelings here. This is just what we do now. Yep. <laughs> I will walk in the street if you're going to be on the sidewalk or I'm going to go across yeah, the street. Like, yeah. Oh, so you're gonna and like you're constantly playing chicken if you're facing somebody so you're like are you gonna move or am i gonna move yeah because we're not gonna pass each other on the sidewalk so <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah i've come up with that through a lot of my afternoon walks 
the funniest ones is when someone kind of gets ahead of me, like they'll turn and then be starting to take the same trail as me. So then mm-hmm. I stop to let them get even further ahead of me to make nice. sure their little droplets aren't anywhere near me in their backwind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. And, and I didn't encounter a lot of people out there, but when I did, I was just like, Ooh. <laughs> Human. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your only in a pandemic story this week? As we kind of mentioned before, but only in a pandemic do you have to slowly reintroduce yourself back into society. So, like, I saw the movie, and people, like, started coming in the theater. I'm like, ah, what are they doing here? Oh, yeah, other people exist. (laughs) What are they doing here? Get out of here! here. What are you doing here? Think you can enjoy a good movie at the same time as me? Ridiculous. I know. (laughs) But, like... That's amazing. <laughs> like it was like pre movie, they're chatting. I'm like, ah, people, what are you? <laughs> Gosh, why are you talking during the pre show? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everyone's fine during the movie, but even just like I was just like getting annoyed. Just yeah, pre show during like the stupid videos that Alamo shows before. <laughs> yeah, when the lights are up yep. and the waiters are talking full volume. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, people exist. Yeah, we have to allow other people to do things that they enjoy, Matt. <laughs> but it's gonna, there, there's going to be some times. You'll see it at some point. You're gonna, you have to reintroduce yourself back oh, into I'm those sure things. I will. <laughs> I'm sure I will. It's going to be as soon as bars are open again, I'll be like, uh-uh. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Don't let them in. no no we're at capacity no there are 10 people in here we are at capacity capacity. (laughs) that's something that might change circling back to like future so i wonder if they're if they're Mm -hmm. gonna change the max capacity rules to where you have to be a little bit more spread out that's an Uh, interesting yeah maybe i doubt it though because it's all about money it's true so (laughs) (laughs) that's fair but I mean, if it's someone that like owns their bar outright, they can do whatever they want because they're like they're gonna make a profit when someone buys one beer. So yeah, I'm sure they can do whatever. But everybody else, they're gonna pack in like sardines if they can. <laughs> it's uh yeah. So anyway, so let's go ahead and wrap this up with our Leonardo DiCaprio scale of our hermit level. So uh, ten being. Uh, let's go with the Revenant and you've been out in the woods in the snow, completely separated from everyone and you're starting to lose your mind and a one (laughs) and a one being, uh, let's go with early Howard Hughes where he was at his Hollywood premieres and elbowing with all the folks. Oh, (laughs) Uh, definitely not that. Um, I'd say I was like solidly a nine. Like I didn't, I haven't done anything. I've just been doing choreography, uh, and like working. So I haven't been talking to people, seeing people. I did. Um, I even didn't even train, like one of the days this week. So yeah, it's been a really really quiet week, and the only reason it's not really a ten is because. I did have to still teach classes and then I like 
had to talk to a new person, like a stranger on Zoom. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> I actually went really well. Um, but at the time, I was like, <laughs> Stranger danger. Stranger. I don't know what you look like until you log in. Ah! <laughs> but yeah. What's your Herman level this week? Uh, probably right with you with a nine because band practice got canceled due to the snow. I'm probably not going to the grocery store for a couple days because of the snow. So I'm back <laughs> to just being locked in my... <laughs> My 700 square foot apartment yep. bouncing off the walls. I did have, it's only a little bit lower because uh, Johnzo came over on Friday and we had some beers and had deep physical or psychological, uh, philosophical? philosophical, that's the word, discussions <laughs> about children's cartoons and how they've changed since our day and how they're different now. Very nice. <laughs> but that's great. <laughs> I love it. But yes. That's what a bro ship is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's about it though. So yeah. We'll see when the snow clears up. Yeah. yeah. We'll see your friends again, Matt, okay? At some point, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap this guy up. Where can people find us if they want to give us their predictions for where we'll be a year from now? Uh, you can find us at Goth and Sloth on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us at gothandsloth at gmail.com. And you can find me at L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you, Matt? So I'm wizard underscore Matt on the Twitters or wizard cosplay on the Instagram. My band is Leonardo Leonardo, and you can find us Leonardo Leonardo Band on Facebook, uh, Instagram now, SoundCloud, and hopefully soon TikTok. Yay, TikTok. And then um, my YouTube channel is Matt the Feral Wizard. I just put out a video of all the different versions of the Falcon from Marvel in kind of a build-up to Falcon and Winter Soldier, which starts on Friday. Cool. So, yeah. Very nice. Well, yeah, uh, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode, and please wear your mask. And wash your hands. Or, yeah, whatever. I don't know what I whatever I say. We got it. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>